0: you it's been two
1: weeks been i mean two weeks te- te- technically technically i saw you guys last week but i just didn't stop in because i knew you guys were, were you know on a roll and i didn't want
0: to stop it so you really were the phantom farmer last week i, you were I like was uh, watching yeah, without us knowing I exactly i was but i wasn't listening
1: so i was just watching just watching mm I was like, I I could, I I actually was like sitting there in the condo. I was like, I could join them, but they've already got this thing going on and I I don't want to ruin it. I mean, you don't ruin anything when you join farm.
0: Don't worry about that. Yes. hundred percent.
1: No, actually, I just, I kind of wanted to see what the episode would be like what that you came up with honestly <laughs> it's like i want to see what they they're, they're going to talk about you know uh
0: yeah i listened to the episode uh, last night and yeah and david was like the halo show should stick with their source material <laughs> dude so the the week that i'm gone you talk about the two things that i would be the best person to be there and come on <laughs> well, we like, what in the world it. we already talked about it it's too late we can't go back
1: i know i know i hate it
0: <laughs> I hated that.
1: but i also loved it at the same time like, oh, man, <laughs> they did this on purpose <laughs> yeah,
0: and i'm all like i'm all like i can't watch the halo show let's talk about (laughs) yeah but everyone welcome in i'm sure you guys can hear there is me and on the digital couch we have djd and farmer and once again all the way back there in the booth is craig what's up craig i'm gonna leave that silence in we don't (laughs) allow craig to talk but yeah farm welcome back how was snowboarding oh man it was uh such a good time
1: actually we had planned this out for a little while but we were not expecting all the snow that we got, and to tell you the truth, we had I think over a foot just over there. You know, the the few days that we were there, I mean, it was prime conditions. I I can't
0: complain at all. It was it was a blast. I can ski, and I'm not I'm not great, but I'm not terrible. Like I can go down the mountain right on my feet. But uh, David, do you ski or snowboard? No, uh, I I'm an accomplished rollerblader. Ooh, you know, roller, skiing is kind of like rollerblading.
1: Yeah, well, if you get that down, I mean, honestly, if you get uh, kind of one of those balanced sports down, they kind of translate, you know, once you learn how to bike and then do skates, it kind of translates into skiing slash snowboarding. Um, definitely helped me out because I was I was an avid uh, rollerblader for sure. Uh, growing up, Man, I mean, I love doing like street hockey and stuff like that. Uh, just, yeah, we, we do it for, you know, just for fun for hours in the basement and whatnot. In the, the basement, times. rollerblading yeah. in the basement, your basement, rollerblading was in the basement, we, we used to have a basement that was the whole length of, well, almost the whole length of the house,
0: uh, before we moved over in the North part of Gainesboro area. It's interesting. Cause, uh, living in Japan, I've lived in Japan for almost 10 years now. And whenever I see like photos or videos of like houses in America, I'm always shocked with how huge they are compared to houses here, right? Because, you know, like that's that's not just a, a rumor. That's true. Houses in Japan are smaller. And like I like see these houses in America. And I'm like, oh, my God, imagine, look at how many steps they're taking in between stuff. It's crazy. Also, to everyone listening, I'm a little bit under the weather. So if I sound different or if I'm coughing or sneezing, that is a. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm dying over here. But aren't we all dying a little bit every day? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just knew. I just knew you were going to go there. Yeah. It's not just me. <laughs> it's all of us. Really, except Craig. I'll let you all think about that. Really, except Craig. Craig's doing great. I, I felt like you were a little bit better last night. What happened? I have no idea what happened to me. Um, I was feeling better, and then... Uh, I just suddenly started not feeling well. Like, really, it didn't help that I, like, went out to a bonfire last night and was out late. Oh, yeah, there you go. And then I wasn't feeling well, so I took a bath. I took a bath last night, and I fell asleep in the bath. (laughs) That's so bad, right? Like, man, I almost drowned, apparently. (laughs) And uh, I'm feeling a little bit better, but, you know, still just uh, leaky. Also, we had a crisis in my house today. Our electric carpet, like our heated carpet, died, the same one we've had for the last nine years. So I had to go and buy a new one. It's a big bummer. Really? Yeah. And while having a heated carpet sounds like a nice luxury, when you live in a house that is not insulated, uh, it's not a luxury. It's, it's, It's very necessary to a necessity yeah i could yeah make a little heat in the house especially for the twins who are crawling around and spending all this time on the floor you know the floor is cold in the other rooms in the house
1: i'm i'm actually very surprised that they can get away with a non-insulated house
0: oh they do that most houses here are not insulated really yeah because it's super humid here and so like they really make their houses to breathe but it's like the older style the newer houses are much better but we live in like a super old Japanese house. So it's just freezing cold in the winter and super hot in the summer. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, there, there are ways to, I mean,
1: to make all that stuff work together, but you know, you know, that's, that's, uh, takes money and we're
0: renting. So it's really not my problem, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true.
2: Honestly, I do appreciate that about renting where like, you know, you don't have to worry about a bunch of things. Like my parents are landlords and oof, like, that's a little bit rough.
1: That that can be that can be a lot of fun, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine uh, being the landlord. Like you know, th- well, the thing is, a lot of people just aren't responsible. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there there are good tenants, and there's a lot of bad ones. You know, <laughs> a lot of bad ones. It's um,
0: it's interesting because someone asked if we would buy a house here, like if we got permanent residency, if we would buy a house. And I don't know that I really want to. It, you know, like, I, I don't, you know, like, I don't know that being able to hang anything on a wall because I own the house is really worth all of the trouble of, you know, owning the house itself.
1: It's true. When, uh, when problems come, you are, you know, the buck stops with you, really, when it comes down to it, when you own a house. So, yeah, I've actually had quite a few things <laughs> come on to, you know, come up today or the last several weeks. Um, uh, did I tell you guys about uh, having skunk under the house? What? Mm-hmm. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every week, well actually the last it's been getting worse. Uh just about every day it's been spraying underneath the house. What? And, yeah, and so I've been <laughs> I've been gaining a tolerance to skunk. I'm just telling you right now, but it's it's not ideal at all. I'm just going to tell you right now. I know I'm going out and about and and people are are they're like, man, this guy smells like skunk, and I'm like, no, it, it's real skunk. I promise.
0: To, what do you? How do you handle a skunk under your house? So what? what are your options, fire, man? fire a, a dog. There,
1: <laughs> there, there are a couple different options. The one that I decided to do um, was <laughs> get, move fire. <laughs> we just decided to take out, get a flamethrower, take out the house. We're, you know, let insurance cover it.
0: <laughs> yeah, this podcast uh, won't be a problem for that.
1: <clears throat> so no what we decided to do uh, my dad actually had like um, a trap you know just like uh, a cage so we just baited it a little bit and I just trapped it and well I'm in the process of of trapping them anyways so wow. we'll see how well You're that being, works
0: and then what are you going to do with them after you trap them that's that's still up for debate if I had a soundboard, it would be like bum
1: bum bum <laughs> <laughs> uh, but get it as far
0: away from our house as possible so to speak so they don't have skunks in japan and one of the last times i was in america with my family we were driving to my sister-in-law's house along the highway and someone had clearly run over a skunk and little jay was like what's that smell you know because he's grown up here and it was just really interesting for me to be like oh buddy that is a skunk which you know i'm like pulling out pictures later like this is that smell comes from this animal super interesting Because like here, like there's like native monkeys to Japan. So like, uh, like last month, like a wild monkey ran across his school like yard, and everyone freaked out about it. I didn't have to deal with wild monkeys growing up in Chicago, but I did smell skunks. So you know, it's basically even. So so, let me get
1: this straight. So wild monkey, everybody runs from there
0: um they, well they freaked out yeah they don't they're dangerous technically but they're little i don't know i i i feel like i could fight that monkey you know right right no i was just i was just curious
1: because you know it's something we don't deal with over here so i'm just trying to get the whole um you know
0: perspective you know who definitely who definitely could fight that monkey would be djd yeah they tell you to t- just totally avoid it and like call the police djd could yeah. fight that monkey yeah i don't know about
2: that uh Probably not. Hey,
0: you know, good, that'd be a good U- YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i like I love to see it. I've seen him shoot a dog out of a cannon, you know.
2: All this talk about monkeys so it reminds me of uh, Monkey Man. Have you guys seen the trailer for Monkey Man?
0: What is this? What is Monkey Man?
2: It's, it's an action thriller uh, starring Dev Patel, who's also directing it. And uh, Jordan Peele is a producer on it. And it looks super interesting. It actually looks like a really good action movie.
0: Monkey Man. Yeah. I mean, look at this. Look, this movie looks scary. Is it a scary movie?
2: No, I don't think so. I think it's just like a really
0: intense action movie. An anonymous young man unleashes a campaign of vengeance against the corrupt leaders who murdered his mother and continue to systematically victimize the poor and powerless. You know, I think I heard something
1: about this the other day. It was like compared to what John wick or something like that.
2: I could see people comparing
0: it to John wick. Yeah. In one of the pictures, there's like a man who's wearing a monkey head piece. Kosh out mask. Like what's the it's word a mask? For that? I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Does it mention how he gets his monkey powers or
0: what?
2: I don't necessarily know that he has monkey powers or if he's just really good at martial arts.
0: I mean, ideally he gets bit by a radioactive monkey. Well, I'm just kind of
1: okay. We'll just have to wait and see what happens here. I have no idea what yeah. the premise of this movie is, but I, I'm interested. It's piqued my interest a little bit here. So,
2: and it looks like it comes out on April 5th.
1: See, I kind of I'm a fan of John Wick, and I don't mind those mindless uh, action movies. You know, it, sometimes I just let go. It's okay. I don't. I, I
2: don't think that John Wick is mindless when it comes down to it. I think John Wick knows exactly what it is uh it is what it is but but
1: it is at some extent just you know i've a little over the top with just being for sure for action's sake but i'm i'm okay with that
2: but i think that's intentional like i think it's like how exactly curious knows what it is yeah like and i'm okay with it yeah
1: and, I, and sometimes I want to have an in-depth story that's so deep, you know, that, that you have to really try to follow along. And then other times I don't. And I like, you know, a movie, you know, knowing what it is. Yeah, Sometimes you like want to
0: watch Westworld and sometimes you want to watch Fast and Furious, you know. I'll watch both at the same time. Thank you. They coexist. <laughs> they co- <laughs> both say, at the same time. <laughs> I think I, I used to watch movies like that more. But since I've been married, my wife doesn't really like movies like that. So I just don't end up watching them we have such a small house I I don't I can't get away and watch like you know what movie I really wanted to watch my wife also doesn't like to watch war movies so mm. I really wanted to watch Fury. what oh, like sure. Brad yeah, Pitt's yeah. in it um, Shia LaBeouf's in it and isn't the guy who played the Punisher what's his name John Bernthal I think is in it too I really wanted to see that movie and I never I, I still haven't seen it i would never got a chance because my wife just isn't into movies like that
2: That's actually probably the only David Ayer movie that I
0: liked when it comes down to it. John Bernthal is in it, and so is Michael Pena. I really like him.
1: Yeah, I don't think I ever ended up watching that movie.
0: Now,
2: David Ayer also helped write The Fast and the Furious in 2001. So, I mean, like, I can't hate him too much. And then also, uh, he also directed The Beekeeper, which I just saw recently. Which I feel like Farmer would like that movie. The beekeeper. Yeah. There's a lot of bee puns in that movie farmer. You would love it.
1: My, um, well, I mean, it, it's not really, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure I would love it. Cause I, I do them all the time because it it's my brother. Who's the beekeeper. So right. I'm sure he's like, oh, stop with the bee puns already. I've heard, I hear them every day, but I'm like, no man, <laughs> got to keep them no, rolling. Got to, got to keep them rolling. Um, no, actually, a friend of mine went and, and saw that. He thought it was, uh, you know, he thought it was good. I mean, I, I you know, fair, I don't know. It's like you know, moderate. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I might, I might see it sometime. Well, we'll I thought. Yeah. What about you? I thought
2: it was. I thought it was a Jason Statham movie when it comes down to it, and like you know, that, yeah, that's they that's, are that's what they kind of, of thought. are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know that's okay. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I I thought it was interesting that he kind of explained a little bit to me and I thought, you know, it it was interesting that they came up with a story like that, you know?
2: Oh, with scammers and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that they decided to go that route and make a story out of it. And I find that fascinating. You know, it's not like, you know, huge blockbuster, you know, seller or anything, but it, it, it's sometimes you got to have those B type movies, you know, to fill in the gaps. And I'm okay with that.
2: Was that another B pun? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I believe <laughs> I believe it's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, not everything's a hit, you know. That's what. Uh, not everything's awesome like that. That's what makes hits hits, right? You know uh, what's crazy is that
2: this also leads into discussion of another movie that I saw recently. That's literally about someone accidentally creating a hit, which is uh, American Fiction, which I thought was actually a really great movie.
0: American fiction. I don't even know what this movie yeah. is. What me either? It fe-
2: it features uh, Jeffrey Wright from Westworld okay. as the main actor, and it's about an author who writes these like really deep, really complex books that are really good, and nobody reads them. And then he writes mm. something like that's purposefully trashy to kind of like people love act it. as a critique, and people love it yeah
0: that wow, what a yeah, let's not talk about that. I'm already <laughs> mad, yep, yep that's
2: <laughs> it was a really, really good movie. I, I really enjoyed it, and Jeffrey Wright is just like a fantastic actor
0: he was you know, like let's talk about that, like so like Jim Butcher, right, and jim butcher uh writes a Dresden book, right, like what once every however many years at this point, but Right. Am I wrong in saying, D, he doesn't really enjoy writing Dresden books,
2: right? I, thi- I think it's the same as, like, the Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes kind of feel. Yeah, I yeah, feel like, like maybe,
1: yeah. Probably, like, his favorite books to write aren't you know, the ones that get hits, and that's usually how it is. Isn't it the same thing with, like, a lot of big bands that are out there, you know, as well, with music? Or
2: even, Johnny, I feel like we've discussed some of your music hitting harder than you thought it would, and, like, some of the music that you're most proud of doesn't necessarily get the...
0: No, it's, um, it's the music that I get direct feedback on that people tell me that they like. I can look at the numbers and like they get streamed like an order of magnitude less than the music that I get zero comments on. Like the music I'm oh, like, putting out. <clears throat> no one has ever said that they really like it, but it gets streamed a lot. But like the underwater music or, um, the bard music, all of that stuff, like the trap fi, all of that. Like people tell me, Oh, I love this. I love this. And all of that. But like, people don't listen to it. Like I can see what people are listening to. Right. And it's just kind of hard to, uh, I recently have changed my strategy of like, on one hand, it's like, do I want to keep making music that is similar in style to this thing that everyone's listening to, but that it seems to be what I should do, you know?
1: Yeah. Well and that's what it kinda comes down to. They I I know a lot of writers would write, you know, what they wanted up to the point where, okay, I've gotta write this book to, you know, make ends meet. So I'll pop you know, I'll throw another one together for that everybody really wants and I'll go back to doing what I want, you know?
2: (laughs) Oh, I was just gonna say, like that actually like comes up in the movie too, like uh to spoil a little part of the movie, which I think is still worth the watch. Uh, like his agent puts down like a bottle of Johnny Walker, a body of John, Johnny Walker black and a body of a bottle of Johnny Walker blue. Three says, bodies like, I mean, of Mr. Johnny Walker
0: <laughs> to put down on the table. <laughs> one is black, one is blue, and one is regular. Continue. Uh,
1: three bodies. Wait, wait, are we talking about Johnny now?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm scared.
2: <laughs> Bottles, not bodies. But you uh, essentially, should. you should be. <laughs> uh, but uh, essentially, he's like, you know what? Just because the cheapest option here sells the best doesn't mean that you can't make the most expensive and like best version here that doesn't necessarily attract a wide audience. Like you can do both and use the cheaper option to fund your more expensive like projects.
0: So I have bought a bottle of Johnny Walker because um, I spell my name. J O H N N I E, the same way Johnny Walker does, and it's awful. Tastes terrible. Uh, I would recommend I mean, no one in our audience drinks get. it. <laughs> I hated it, and I would say it doesn't depend on what kind you get. I would say just don't support them.
2: <laughs> I think with all whiskey, it depends on like uh, how long it's aged and how much care has been put into it. But yeah,
0: I guess it just
1: makes you, uh, you know. Want to make some of that meat, you know? The good stuff. Yeah,
0: it's just disgusting. (laughs) But I actually wanted to talk about... There's a YouTube channel I follow called Red Means Recording. And uh, I've been following him for a really long time. And he got really popular back in the day um, making OP1 videos. Which, if I mean, I use Teenage Engineering OP1 quite a bit, right? But... In the same way of Jim Butcher, he got burned out doing it, right? Like to the point that people were like, why don't you make more of these OP1 videos where he makes a track and he's just kind of like, you know, I don't really want to, right? And it got to the point that he was like, I don't, I can't make any more of these videos. And, you know, he at one point ends up losing his job and ends up going into YouTube full time because up until that point, YouTube um, was just uh, like a side hustle for him. Right. hmm. Right. So he stops making these OP1 videos and he starts making more stuff that he's passionate about, like modular synthesis and different kinds of stuff, right? Just really different than the OP1 videos. But this is the stuff that he wants to make and he's super passionate about. And at the beginning of this year, he made a new OP1 video. And in it, he basically talked about how his channel is dead and this new video is kind of him doing a Hail Mary, trying to bring it back. And that, you know, even though he didn't really want to do that and just kind of going on about how hard it is as a creative and, and doing all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, even though he didn't really want to do this and he was exploring all of these different things, like, you know, his audience didn't come with him. And I feel a little bad because I was one of those audience members. I would watch some of his videos if I was interested, but I really liked his OP1 videos. Just watching him work was so, um, inspiring. And in 10 days, this OP1 video had more views than any of the other videos on his channel did the last year in 10 wow. days. So, and what does that say? What does, yeah, that, what does say? that say? And it's hard when it's like, you know, even a creative job, that's so much fun. It's, it's still a job, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> but the, uh, D and I referenced wanting to bring this up. A lot of big time YouTubers, uh, have been like retiring from YouTube and uh it's been a popular topic that I've seen other youtubers make videos on where they're like kind of discussing why people are retiring. like you know these people have been on YouTube for like ten plus years, but one of the things people don't think about, I mean Farm, you've experienced it, David's experienced it. Me too, for those of you who listening who don't know, we all stream on Twitch and uh make other forms of content. like content creation is really hard, and like it just. It takes a lot and it's almost like you can never stop, right? Because if you stop or take a break, you kinda get punished for it. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you kinda you kinda have to stick to the thing that's working, even if it's not something that you want, kind of like the OP one thing. When you find that audience, they they found you for a specific reason. When you try to like change or, or do something that you like to do or want to do, something on your list or goals per se. Mm -hmm. um they're they they found you out for a specific reason you swap it up and they're disinterested you know i mean there's evidence to back all this up you know 100 times over
2: i think a lot of it has to do with uh expectations too of like okay like this person's like a halo streamer right like in the case of you farm right like Mm -hmm. if that's your main branding then like that's what they're going to expect from you so why are you playing other games you know i mean
0: Why are you suddenly playing animal crossing all the time? You know,
1: (laughs) two (laughs) times on stream. Okay. (laughs) To be fair. But no, you know, I think that is true. I think that's where, you know, you're, I, I can tell you that my numbers are different when I stream other things outside of halo. And every time I go Mm -hmm. back to halo, it's always better, you know? Yeah. But, but again, it just depends. It, it, it's it's hard to say, but it still feels like on average, yeah. If I'm if I'm doing what everybody assumes that I'm supposed to be doing, then I you know more people are coming back to watch me because that, they already know that's kind of like my thing, and I, mm-hmm. I I feel like you get you kind of have to stick to your guns a little bit when you're content creating, and that's mm-hmm. not always easy for the creator themselves, you know, right because yeah, or even, all of us are what part-time, you know, we're not doing this full-time. So any spare time that we have to content create, then we're, you know, trying to <laughs> do as much as we can, but you know, it's hard to keep up with it all. Like you said, we got we got day jobs and other things to do.
2: And then you life know? gets in the way sometimes
0: and all that jazz, yeah. It's very true. Or even um like if you take a break, you feel or you change times or something, you kind of get punished for it, you know? And, and that's not necessarily the audience's fault, but like when I went from streaming three times a week at an earlier time to streaming once a week at a later time, like that cut my streams down more than half, right? Viewership wise, because it's like I'm at a different time, even though i made announcements and all that stuff, it just, it's rough. Or even... You know, we have friends who uh took a break for a short time, right? And after the break, you know, like it was like a week or two weeks um after the break, like it just was never the same. Right. And it's what it's like a it's momentum, right? You lose momentum and you just keep gaining momentum, but it's really hard to not lose it if you decide to take a break or change things up and all of that stuff. And it, and it feels like punishment. So you feel like you can't stop. And that's kind of how people get burned out. You know,
1: I had a guy I was uh, watching, you know, just about every morning through the week, you know, during work uh, for halo. And some of you guys might know, but um, you know, he, he streamed halo and he took, you know, several weeks break and before that, he was hitting the hundreds almost every stream. He takes several weeks break. Never recovered after it. You know, I mean, he's he's slowly coming back up, but but it's just it's just that like you said that momentum. As soon as you stop a day or two, if you're like a full time like day like say five days a week streamer, as soon as you stop a week or even a couple days. You've lost something you've worked on, you know, already. You you add another week to that. It's just you're putting you're putting water on your your fire, you know. Which right. but unfortunately that that's just how it is. And like you were saying about your announcements, you announced about stuff, how you're changing. You know, and we were talking about how, you know, a lot of people mute stuff on Discord and it's not just Discord, but it's social media in general. Not everybody's gonna see those announcements, unfortunately. Those people right. who want to see it. Missed it, and they're just like well, Johnny's gone. You know, yeah. the content well, creator's and, gone, and it's it's not even by particular fault, but it that's just how that's how it's so quick. It's you know it gets updated so quick, 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 and you're just you can't you can't you know take it all in.
2: Well, and I think the problem is too like what that basically means as a content creator is that like consistency becomes like the best thing that you can do to grow. Right. But then, like, again, like Johnny was saying, like, you miss out, you stop for a little bit. And that really hurts. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, we saw like we were doing a Red Dead Instagram account, which I actually really miss doing. But mm-hmm. we, that was also a lot of work. Surprising. Right. Yeah. But uh, we were doing like at least one photo a day every day for an entire year. And we saw pretty decent growth from that. And, like, I mean, some of that was due to, like, advertising or whatever. But, like, a lot of it was organic growth, too. And then, like, after we stopped, like, a week after we stopped, we had lost, like, a significant amount of followers. And now I think, like, we're down, like, probably about, like, to, like, be 60% of what we had in terms of
0: followers Mm -hmm. on that account. I miss it, too, by the way. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. It was so random. Like, but, yeah, it was a lot of work of, like, finding interesting stuff to... Photograph, and then also, like, trying to come up with what the uh caption was going to be and all of right. that. But, yeah, it took Because it took was time. almost
2: like writing a story for every photograph, basically. But, yeah. I mean, like, it was also really cool to, like, boast that we were the first and one of the main, if not the only, like, in-world photographers for Red Dead. That was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I always enjoyed watching what you guys did, but... <laughs> You know, it, it took a lot of time and I know you guys enjoy doing it, but you know, you think about it from another perspective, like say a business perspective, how many hours you guys spend, um, for this free content. content. I know for the, but just for all this free content that people get these days and these content creators aren't getting paid for it per se, just so that they can make their, you know, their content out there. You know, I guess there's just not, there's a lot out there and mm. people aren't getting recognition people aren't getting paid
0: for all this stuff that they're doing and as far as the youtubers retiring and stuff i don't think it's a question of that they're tired or they're not passionate enough or they don't care enough but in the end you know people need a break you know yeah and some of them Sometimes aren't like really really retiring some of them are just changing their schedule up or taking x amount of time off and all of that but you know, I mean, when you have a normal job, ideally you have vacation, right? But this is true. And, yeah. And also when you're a content creator, you get into it for different reasons that you love, but it becomes less and less that, right? So like, for example, I'm a music producer. I love making music, but now I don't just need to make music. I need to make videos. I need to edit these videos, right? I need to come up with all of these Different ideas, and it just keeps getting further and further away from the thing that actually got me into it that I enjoy, which is making music. Right. I have to write posts and make videos and edit those videos and manage a website and and do all of that. And it just kind of, it's, it's weird. You know, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird job. And then that's not even really getting into like the whole financial
2: aspect of it and how that ebbs and flows too. Right. Like, that's mm, not necessarily mm-hmm. fully something that you can be completely dependent on. Like, there's a lot of instability in terms
0: of that. It's true. It's true. But, I don't know, this is kind of a heavy topic, so I don't really want to land the plane here. <laughs> <coughs> so what I do want to talk about, has anyone seen the trailer for Netflix's adaption of Avatar The Last Airbender? I've not yet seen it. There's yet. a new trailer.
1: I, I saw just a snippet of I haven't been able to watch the whole thing, but from what I saw... Like, I think
0: Johnny might like this. I don't know. What do you what What do you think?
1: It Did you looks watch so it? good.
0: I watched it, and I want to give people some reference here. I watched Avatar: The Last Airbender on TV. This isn't shade to new fans who have become fans since twenty twenty, like you know, like the Avatar Renaissance. But it's, I've loved Avatar for a long time. Um, I watched the series on TV. I. I have a huge Avatar backpiece tattoo. You know, I've read books and comics and it's it's one of my favorite worlds and forms of media. Just just period. I went at midnight and watched the movie that shall not be named with DJD. Let's go. <laughs> and not only did we, we watch so that movie, we were so excited. It, I can't speak for DJD, but at least for me. I held on hope until the very end of that movie that it was somehow going to turn around and get good. Uh, Cause it's like, there's no way that it could be bad, right? It's avatar. There's no way it could be bad. Surely somehow yeah. <laughs> until the final minute, it's going to turn around and it's going to be awesome. And, uh, I'm ready to be hurt again. You know, <laughs> like uh, the trailer looks really good. The bending looks super cool. Again yeah like you know rebellions are built on hope right like (laughs) man and i mean we talked about it in episode one after uh the live action one piece you know i got a lot of hope that they really in the trailer it really seemed to capture the tone of the show and so i really oh god i'm (laughs) i'm so excited i almost don't want to talk about it that's how excited i am right Right. and i was almost like do i want to watch this
1: trailer or do i want to get it first from Johnny that's kind of how I was like I don't know I I do want to watch the trailer but you know these days I'm just so anti-trailer anymore I just like to experience it firsthand Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I did with One Piece and honestly what they're doing uh, over there who I don't know who's head over it but the direction and the writers seem like they're knocking it out of the park with some of these you know New newer uh, TV shows over there, and I just hope they keep uh, keep doing it, you know?
0: So there's some controversy, because the original creators worked with Netflix, and then they left, and they said it was because Netflix wouldn't let them do what they wanted to do with the show creatively. So a lot of people are freaked out, right? I read, maybe Reputable, maybe not, I don't know, it could just be rumor, that what the original creators wanted was to adapt to the show more and that Netflix wanted it to be more of a one-to-one adaption, right? Like they wanted it to just be the cartoon, but in live action. And that's why the creators left. But I've seen other fans argue that it's the opposite, that Netflix wanted to change things and the creators wanted it to stay the same. So that's unclear, but what is clear, and this is going to be funny. I met the actor who's playing Monk Gyatso, like Aang's, you know, father figure. I met him on Twitch.
2: He streams really? on Twitch.
0: Really? Um, him and his wife stream like ukulele music streams. <laughs> and so him and I talked a little bit on Twitch. And uh, I met them before they hit Twitch partner when they had like a bit less people around. And he just spoke so highly of the team working on Avatar and how much respect they have for the source material and how much of an honor it was for him to work on it and how excited he was for it, right? And so that made me feel a lot more comfortable as a fan. And, you know, at the time, it wasn't like a press conference or anything, right? It's like a a Twitch stream, you know? So, like, I don't know. It it felt like he was being honest. I have really high hopes. I really do.
1: If they uh, if they do, you know anything as far as adaption wise as as well as they did One Piece. I mean, I think it's going to blow us out of the water. Which (sighs) I I know that's what you're hoping for, and and I I think I think that's what they're doing. I mean, hopefully, but I just know that One Piece, like like I said on our first episode, kind of blew me out of the water. And I've gone
0: back, and it, it's not completely one-to-one, but it's so close. It really is. I've watched a couple episodes of early One Piece, and I was surprised at how close they got it. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: let's go.
2: I'm shocked at how well we've seen adaptations do lately, like in the last like five, six years or whatever. Because like, before that, I feel like most adaptations were just bad. Like, just straight up. or at I least mean, there like are some not. that
0: still do badly. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I think we also see a lot of really good, right? Like, from uh, mm. uh, Watchmen, you know, the show or right. whatever, from the comics. And, uh, Westworld. I mean, all the Marvel stuff. Westworld from the original mm-hmm. movies. Uh, I mean, Battlestar Galactica is obviously older and from mm-hmm. another TV show, but still.
0: Uh, But like the bad ones that I think of are uh, Rings of Power. People did not like that one very much. Yeah,
2: I mean, controversial, but I thought Wheel of Time was actually really good in terms of like the way that they did it.
0: Same. I actually I mean, season two was great. Yeah, really love season two. Season one. Season one worried me, but I think they brought it back. Most shows have a hard season one. I'll say that a lot of people don't like The Witcher. Adaptions, but being someone who didn't play the games like crazy or read the books, I enjoyed them. I thought they're fun.
2: Uh, so the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, like you know, all the animated stuff. Like uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like adaptations have a better chance of being quality and actually like well adjusted to the new medium in which they're exhibited.
0: What about the the Halo show? Was that a good adaptation? <laughs> I've seen uh, it. Um, I think we, I think
1: you guys talked about it on the last episode when I was gone, right? Well, do you have anything you want to say about it, Farm? I, the only thing I'm going to say is I have high hopes for season two. Don't, don't, don't,
2: don't set your hopes too high, buddy.
1: <laughs> uh, that's that's all. You know, I you can only go up from season one. Is all I've been saying. <laughs>
2: Look, if you don't like the helmet being off, then you shouldn't watch the show. That's essentially what the lead actors think.
0: Uh. And I think that's it. So have a good one, guys. I will catch you (laughs) next week. Bye. Oh, my God. How do I end it? Craig, leave. Leave. Craig, leave. Get out of here, Craig.